What's up, everybody? We've got a special guest, Darren Gray, stopped by the building. He is going to give us a little crossover episode action. So for all of our YouTube video viewers, you're going to see a Locked on HBCU podcast pop up on the screen. But it's great because we're talking about FAMU and North Carolina, a game that is happening right around the bend. Week zero is here. Saturday, August 27th is just around the corner. We're going to get you set and ready for the two games that we have going out of here from Locked on ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Candace Cooper here, Locked on ACC Podcast. Thank you for joining me each and every day and making me your first listen. It's a solo show today, but a lot of good stuff. It's going to be a short but a sweet one as we're talking about Week Zero games. There's only two of them, but two very important matchups for our two very important ACC teams as they start their season out. But more than that, we have a very special interview with Darian Gray from Locked on HBCU, who's going to talk to us about the Carolina FAMU game here in just a bit. But first, I want to remind you guys that the team that's kicking things off for the ACC is none other than Florida State Seminoles. They'll face Duquesne on five on Saturday at 5 p.m. on the ACC Network. So all the things, 5 p.m. ACC Network on Saturday, August 27th, week zero. It's right here. I'm excited. Can you tell? The Seminoles are coming off of what has been a lackluster year, last couple of years, but they're ready to turn the tide. They want to come out with a game that gives them punches you right in the mouth as they prep for what should be a week one matchup against LSU. Very exciting. So for me, Florida State... Just doing, just do things the right way when it comes to Jordan Travis, when it comes to just being excited about your teammates and getting everyone get some love. Because we know that this is the type of game where you're going to see multiple people get a lot of love, right? So, boom, I'm all for it. I just want there to be excitement about the program again. I know it's going to be decaying. I know it's going to be easy with all the things, blah, blah, blah. But can you rejuvenate some energy back in Duke Stadium? Can you make sure that people are ready to go and they feel excited about Seminole football? Again, I think that's one of the things that's been missing. Now, will Mike Corvell, you know, have a standout performance in terms of coaching-wise? Who knows? But we've seen some bad coaching performances towards the end of some games last year that we hope we don't see again this season. So all the good vibes for State. Start us out with a W here at the conference. Why not? Let's let's make it great. And then you have North Carolina facing off against Florida A&M. And they are an historically black college and university. If you don't know what that is, I strongly encourage you to hit that Google button because it is your best friend. I personally have a lot of family members who went to HBCUs. I have a lot of people in my life who I love who attended HBCUs. Not gonna, I've always advocate for black education and never try to speak from a place of knowing that experience, but I just love being around that atmosphere for sure. I just like the oneness and all the good things. So all the jujus. The Florida a band is going to be in Chapel Hill ready to go. And I know some people are like, oh, I hate when people hype up the band, but like halftime is game time. Hello, drumline. Have we seen it? Period. At 8.15 on ACC Network, the Tar Heels will come out the gate hyped as ever. Now, what's better about this matchup is it's not the Virginia Tech coming out the gate Friday night in Lane Stadium where we're stressed out. We're all knowing, like, it might not go how we want it to go. 
You're at home. You have no reason but to win this game. Let me see something. Of course, we're going to see some mistakes from Drake May, the starting quarterback who is the freshman. Year one, he's going to definitely have some head scratchers. Not worried about that. What I want to see is that defense. Let me know that we're back. Not a, Can't even say we're back. Let me know that we're here. We're here to compete. We're ready for a good season. Gene Chizik has returned to bring Carolina defense up to some sort of speed that makes us excited about this program and at least this side of the ball again. Like, listen, Carolina girl can attest. I grew up with the Marvin Austins. I grew up with the Robert Quinns. I grew up with the Bruce Carters, right? I went to school with some of these guys and been fans of some others ever since. Like, I've seen really good defensive backs at Carolina. I've seen some really good D-lines at Carolina. I've seen some really good secondary fellas at Carolina. So I'm just ready to see all of that really matriculate throughout this season. I want sound ball and even the special teams, showing love to them, right? We announced our starters from Mac Brown and all the good things. I just want us to play complete football. I want Mac Brown to be excited about the team and he's not overselling it. Right, he's not trying to, you know, tell us how great they were. Da, da, da. Like, I think Mac, honestly, probably one of the coaches that keeps it real in some regards, but you know, he also can sell snow to an Eskimo. So, I'm hoping that all the things that he points out in his post game presser are things that we're just like, yep, I'm glad, of course, there were some mental mistakes because it was the first game, but we've seen some great stuff and we should be excited about the season that's for the Tar Heels. So, that's what I'm praying. All the stars are aligning that that will be the case. So, again, Florida State, Duquesne, 5 o'clock on ACC Network on Saturday. Then you got Florida A&M, North Carolina at 8.15 on the ACC Network. So, our Week 0 games are right here for us. And, boy, oh, boy, if there was ever a time to be excited about ACC football. This is the time. This is our year. This is absolutely a must-have-a-good type of season year before some of our top – Branded programs start looking the other way. Maybe it gives a little shimmy to Notre Dame to say, hey, like you could join the fun. You could absolutely be a part of the goodness. And it just keeps Candace a job. So like, let's pray for that, y'all. Amen, somebody. Now, when it's all said and done, though, I had to go in more detail about the Carolina-Florida A&M game because let's keep it a band. I love talking about my heels. I'm hardest on my heels for those of you who think that I'm hard on your, your respective schools. I'm the hardest on Carolina for good reason. I, you know, alum, been there, distinguished alumna, all the things. I know, I know what it takes to be great. I've seen it firsthand with my own too. So I just want that for my guys, period. But I did talk to Darren Gray about this conversation. I want to make sure you guys check it out. So the Locked on HBCU interview is up next. But first, all right, people, let me tell you one place I love to be, and that is on LinkedIn. While y'all sitting here and hating, don't sleep on LinkedIn. That's the place where you network, connect, and find some of the best jobs in the business. And if you want to show some jobs yourself, you want to post them, this is the place for you. As you gear for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create free job posts in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire. 
LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster because did you know nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college slash locked on college, linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So make sure you guys check that out. On to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. Darren Gray, he is my guy. I want you guys to follow him if you're not. If you didn't even know we had a lot on HBCU, shame on you. But now you know. So you have no other business but to follow my guy. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. What's going on? I didn't even introduce you and say where you're from because by this time, I think everybody on this show should know that. <laughs> Seventh, eighth time being on here. They know who you are. But some people might not know you're a native North Carolinian. Did I say that right? North Carolinian. North Carolinian. North Carolinian. It's okay. Lydian. It's close. It's close. Okay. North Car- I was I was on the I was on the fence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you're a, a native North Carolinian. Now there's yeah. a lot of HBCUs in North Carolina, and yeah. they're being honored. A couple of them at this game. It's an HBCU celebration game. What what is the importance of the HBCU roots within North Carolina? Yeah, I think there's just so many great universities there, so many great colleges. My dad went to St. Augustine's University, so I have very strong roots, and a lot of my friends went to North Carolina Central. So I think it's just really important to keep it in home. Like, you just make sure that you know where you're from, you know kind of where you planted and be able to launch and go off and do big things. And that's a lot of what they teach, you know, North Carolina A&T at, you know, Bent. Bennett College. There's so many great universities at um, the, in the North Carolina area, and it's just it's fun to be adjacent. Like not even trying to hold you. Like I'm not speaking for HBCUs, but it's definitely important right. for Black education. Higher Black education has always been my biggest thing that I advocate for because there's just so much that we don't know. But you can't get in the room sometimes unless you get into the conversation. And it doesn't matter where you go to school as long as you get that education about you and able to you know pretty much change the world for the betterment of our communities. No, hundred percent. And that's why I'm glad that this game is recognizing not only fam you, but then also the roots of North Carolina HBCUs, all of the ones that's in there. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. But when we get into this game specifically, there's a couple of matchups that I'm looking for because it's an FBS versus FCS matchup. And a lot of times those are looked at as, you know, tune up games and thing for the bigger school, but there's a couple of players on this FAMU team that I think North Carolina is going to have to deal with. Number one, well, number one is Isaiah Lamb, but we're going to start off with B.J. Bowler because I'm interested in that matchup between him and Josh Downs, who set the single-season record for North Carolina in receiving last year. What is he bringing to the table? What kind of player is Josh Downs? Yeah, Josh is really a gadget player. Like, he can do everything. He can make something out of nothing. And a lot of times last season you saw he had to make some things shake. And that's probably going to be his role this season as we have Antoine Green, who's down for a little bit, and our receiving core isn't necessarily where we want it to be. But, of course, having Drake May at the helm and Josh Downs ready to go, I think it's going to be critical for him to make those plays that are almost impossible and really just stay focused and be able to do the checkdowns when necessary, but also to be able to get out there in open field and make some really great grabs and make those 50-yard plays and all the things. So he's just one that's willing to do whatever, and he also is pretty much embracing being slept on as a Carolina team. So I think it's going to be fun for him to just keep that momentum rolling as he tries to like really reach for that Blitnikoff award. 
Okay, and if you hear that we slipping out when Candace is talking, it's because he's a UNC <laughs> alum as well. It's cool. See, I don't know if you show the bias at all times on Locked on ACC, <laughs> but we here for it. I'm always gonna say we yeah. when we're talking about Texas. Yeah, you know, I'm not, really, I'm not really a bias. Honestly, I'm probably the hardest on North Carolina just because I've seen greatness in many capacities yes. and I've seen a national championship twice. Actually, I once, once saw my freshman year and I saw a national championship in basketball my, while I was working there in 2017. So I've seen elite greatness. And with basketball, like I was in school, I mean, football, I was in school with Butch Davis era. So like I've seen the Quinn Copels, I've seen the Robert Quinns, you know, all of the guys, uh, Marvin Austin. So I've seen seen some dogs in my day or two so I I want us to return to that and really get excited about Carolina football again and I'm hoping that Mac Brown can hopefully elevate this team to do so and what a great first game to try yeah it's it's great you know and I love that you want the hard alum some of us alums are soft and some of us alums just you know we try to keep it in the middle but I'm a harder alum I ain't gonna lie but let's continue with these matchups and the number one player that you're gonna have to account for is the reigning Buck Buchanan Award winner for the best FCS defender, Isaiah Land. What is that North Carolina offensive like going into the season, specifically That's the That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I don't mean to laugh, but, I mean, last season we saw two Carolina offensive linemen go to the Giants who are actually my team, and so I was confused because I don't know what I'm they sorry saw. That, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know what they saw out of that offensive line that gave them any sort of confidence that they would be able to do anything in the league, but here we are. So I say all that to say, you can pick up what I'm putting down. It's going to be a day. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that get some really good highlight film out of that offensive line. And I think Brian Anderson at center is probably the one that I'm sticking true to. But other than that, it's open, open season. I think that's always been the Achilles heel, all pun intended, for the Tar Heels is their offensive line. And they're going to have to figure it out with the freshman quarterback how to yeah. hopefully give him some time. Because if not, it's going to be a long day. Like, as much as people are so like, oh, this is a gimme game, like, I don't believe in those. I believe that's why you play the game, right? I've seen some right. teams in my conference specifically who have done some whoopsies, um, had some losses, Jacksonville State and Florida State. You know, so I think it's really one of those situations where you have to compete. And it's the first game out of the year. You have a freshman starter. You don't have the greatest offensive line. It's going to be a long, long day for that. For the FAMU defense is going to put on a, a highlight tape. And they should, because why not, right? Right. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We talked about this is not a money <laughs> game. It's a get money game. And that's all that Isaiah Land is hearing. Cha-ching, weak tackles. This is the money game for me. Now let's switch over, right? Let's switch over to the defense because there's a lot of shifting in that North Carolina defense. But they're going to have to deal with Xavier Smith, one of the better FCS wide receivers. What's going on in that secondary? Is there any part of this defense you feel confident in? Yeah, hoping that Storm Duck, my one of my favorite names in college football, certainly has a game. You know, hopefully he stays healthy this season. Tony Grimes, who started as a true freshman, has had, you know, great first two years about him. And I think with Gene Chizik, he's only going to elevate his game. You know, Gene Chizik coming from a national championship type pedigree and being under Mac Brown, former uh, assistant for him, I think it's going to be so critical just to get that leadership and that mentality about him. I mean, I think Bateman, our former defensive coordinator, was good enough, but ready for that next notch. That secondary is going to hopefully – be back to form in terms of being good enough. Like we don't have to be great. Just don't blow it. So yeah, I could go in all day. <laughs> you mentioned Gene Chizik, right? Yeah. He also was a former North Carolina uh, defensive coordinator. And he had some success there 
at the time. What does he need to do to replicate that success that he had his first go around? I think the biggest thing for Carolina in general as a team is keep it simple. Like I'm all about the kiss method, like keep it simple, stupid. I think for our defense, just knowing assignments and executing their assignments, right? A lot of times you just felt like they were all over the place. They didn't get the fundamentals of basic tackling down. And it was so frustrating because you have talent. It's not for lack of talent. It's just lack of execution. So what Gene needs to come in and do is really coach these guys up and make them feel confident, but not so much where they're overdoing it. And, you know, not so much where like, okay, cool. I have Jumpman clothes on and I have the Jordan brand. I rock all these things, but does it really matter if we're already talking about basketball come, you know, mid October. So can you keep people's interest and make sure that these guys know that they are good, but they have a lot of work to do if they want to be in the top of the conversation when it comes to just Carolina athletics in general. Okay. Now let's switch over to North Carolina offense and everything when it comes to offense for 95% of offenses starts with the quarterback. Now, Drake May was listed as the starting quarterback this week, but Mac Brown has some interesting comments attached to it. He said the competition was neck and neck, very close, and with a bad week of practice, Drake May would not start versus FAMU. Now, is this competition really this close, or is that just a little bit of coach speak to keep the guys motivated? You know, I think it's coach speak because, I mean, listen, Jacoby Criswold, for not for nothing, has been there since the Sam Howell days, and he's pretty much waited his turn. And so right. for him not to get the starting nod is, of course, not something that I'm sure so – sh- not something that I'm sure he wanted to hear. But at the same time, I do think that there's open opportunity if Drake doesn't perform at a you know high level that he'll mm-hmm. see some playing time. But, you know – it's one of those situations where Mac Brown can sell ice to a snowman. Like he's very much can make you believe that you still have an opportunity because in the day, this day and age where everyone can just run to the transfer portal. I think he's trying to make sure that he has a solid backup when it's all said and done. Yeah, that makes sense. That was logical. Now when we're talking about Drake may, do we trust him or how, how are we feeling about Drake may going into the year? I know we don't know much about him, but what's your gut saying? Yeah, I think not having tape on somebody is always great. If you look at Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami, he was able to surprise a lot of people because they weren't expecting him to be as quality as he was. But with Drake, you know, he committed to Alabama. He switched his commitment from Alabama to North Carolina, which says a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, his dad was a former quarterback at Carolina. His brother is Luke May, who helped win the 2017 National Championship. So you have that name behind you. You have that energy. So people are going to, out the gate, support you. So hopefully he can have that confidence going in that he has the backing of the university all the fans all the good things he's 6'4 he's about 220 pounds you know all the things that you want for a quarterback I think his arm's great I think it's something where is he as mobile as maybe we want not necessarily but it could be something where we see a two quarterback scheme as we get through the season and maybe we use Jacoby uh, Criswell's legs a little more than we do Drake's but I certainly am excited to give him an opportunity but that offense will certainly run through him and be as good or as bad with with him at the helm. Yes. So when you're looking at the offense, defense, everything's on the table. What are you looking to have proved by North Carolina, either this season or just starting off with the first game of the year? Yeah. So I don't even want I really would be more impressed if it's not even a game. Right. I understand you understand the first game always has the droops and dropsies. You're figuring it out and firing on. I want everyone to be firing from all cylinders, because if you want to even give me sort of a good vibe that we can compete for the Coastal Championship, you shouldn't even feel like they're in the game. Like, yes, first couple first couple drives, everyone's getting the nerves out fine. But from there, I hope 
between quarters one and three is solidified and quarter four, we're just putting in like some of our practice players, right. Or whoever gets the opportunity to just get some film about them for them. So I hope it's not even close. I will be, I'm not going to be pissed if it is, but I think I'll be more so like, yep, it's going to be a long one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a long one. And I don't know. I have no expectations for the year. Like I think our special teams needs to get better. I think every side of the ball needs to get better, but I, I just go in and I didn't have any expectations for our basketball team and we ended up going to the national championship game. So I think I'm just going to go that route. Now, <laughs> I, I don't want that route. Like, you know that. We, we, we're in, we know this. I don't want that route. So if I get my way and FAMU <laughs> comes in and either competes. No, 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 no. FAMU comes in and wins, right? Let's let's take it to the best possible scenario for this side of things, right? Because you unlocked on HBCU. So let's take it there. What needs to happen for FAMU to win? I mean, listen, Carolina is good for playing down to competition and trying to make it a game when it doesn't have to be. So if FAMU can even pretend like they have, if fake the confidence, if you go in there, I'm sure they already have it. But if you go in there and keep feeling like you are in this dogfight like everybody else, I definitely think you have you know, an opportunity to win the game. Carolina has somewhat has struggled with assuming things are just going to work out for them and not actually putting the X in those to deliver and execute. So if you punch them in the mouth and keep trying to change your game plans and not keep and keep them on their toes, I should say, it's going to be a long day for the heels. They're, they're not great at adjustments. I think especially in the second half, it's something where if you can just throw it out there and maybe keep stepping on their neck, I don't necessarily know that they'll be able to turn the corner, but I mean, of course I'm hoping. That's why I say it can't even be a game because if it is, crazier things have happened. I've seen upsets that shouldn't have been in that uh, Keenan Stadium. So, you know. Well, let's hoping we're, I'm hoping you're not, but <laughs> we're hoping that FAMU comes down with the victory. But Coop, man, never ceases to amaze me. Always comes on, always delivers. I appreciate you for that. We got to find another excuse. I'm always looking for an excuse to get you on the show. So now I got to well, get my brain working. No doubt. I'll be at Aggie Eagle Classic. So except Labor Day weekend. So if you want to talk Aggie Eagle, I'm all about it. I just might. You, listen, <laughs> talk my language until the next time, which might be next week. Is no doubt. Go check her out on Locked on ACC. Appreciate Mr. Gray for his time. It's always a pleasure to join and do a crossover episode episode with Mahomey. Make sure you guys check him out, Locked on HBCU Podcast. And again, if you have not yet, please download, subscribe to Locked on ACC. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on ACC. You can follow me personally at Candace D. Cooper. You can also subscribe on the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 1,000, okay? We need your help. We know we're a basketball conference, but we, if we can get a thousand before basketball season, that would be great. So share it with your friends. As much as I love you guys in the comments, I want you to share the content too. It always helps to leave reviews on Apple Music, Spotify, all the like. What you do for me ultimately helps better for the entire league. And not just, you know, we make a shake around here. So we appreciate you for always joining us. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Jersey Drake bets week zero. We are going to do it on Freestyle Friday for Candace Cooper. Until next time.